everybody. Welcome back to the show. It's me, the bloke in the hat, the one who's bald but still wears a hat for a podcast. And it's Jesse, the one over there who wears headphones and has a beard and looks gorgeous. And apparently, just, just so you know, okay, apparently, sometimes he puts the headphones on. He then forgets to sort out the volume. Then his loving mate in a hat might shout boo. And, and it's... Quite ridiculously effective. I am so yeah. sorry, mate. How are you? <laughs> uh, deaf and my ears are ringing. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm only the man sorting out your audio levels for your podcast. Yep. We are sorting out all the audio levels. I'm hoping yeah. we're recording this one early so, enough that you may be able to hear again. So all, of, so all of you people who are listening now and only hearing me yep. hissing, yep. I can't hear that. So sorry. Yeah, it's, it's, it has only happened because Paul said boo at the right time. <laughs> he Paul said boo to a goose, and now I'm in the flap. <laughs> Flappy. Honk. I love right. that you just did a visual gag for the YouTube watchers. That was awesome. That was a, Jesse is now <laughs> pretending to be a goose. This is far too amusing for me, but none Honk. of you. None of you. Honk. Um, Honk. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> How you been this week, mate? Yeah, good, thanks. I, I, for for those who are wondering, we're a little bit delirious because Paul's had a really long week, and I've just had a wedding affair today at the time of uh, recording this. So both of us are a bit overtired. We are very overtired. I worked for like two and a half days this week. I know there's a load of people out there going, "Oh, is that all?" And that you have no idea what I do. Okay, it's weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, uh, so I've been at an exhibition stand at London XL. Did two days for LMP Sound, one of our old guests, Mr. Paul Spicer. Um, it was awesome. It was great fun. Oh my god, my feet hurt. There you go. That was. Um, and if anyone out there has ever done exhibition stands, you will know what a weird stress it is. Hmm. And then add on to that that it's your job to basically say hello to everyone that even slightly walks past and do magic tricks and entertain them and then introduce them to the right people on the stand. Loved doing it, really enjoyed it. And the team that he had on the stand as well were brilliant. So if you're listening, Emma and Josh, you two were awesome. Nice one. Good work. Um, yeah, and that's that's in most of my week. And weird inquiries coming in as well. And being asked if I'd go to... No, I'm not sure I should say that. No, you probably shouldn't. I shouldn't say that one, should I? No. Paul's uh, NDAs, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you haven't signed one yet. No, I haven't, have I? Can I just say to the people who think that NDAs are important, firstly, remember if it's really that important. Because, for example, Paul has a company called Mental Theft, which essentially ends up being very much a marketing engine for the security industry. So making him sign an NDA means he's less likely to promote how good you are for the security and stuff. I know this because I used to I used to work in uh, military and security industry uh, in a previous life, yep. um, and the number of times where we were not allowed to talk about a project, uh, and my boss would say, shh, "Shh, shh, you can't talk about that in the open," and I'll go, "Yeah, but they've got a video and a web 
page on their website and their multi-million-pound company. Their marketing is probably showing that off to more people than me talking to you privately here. <laughs> I, I had that chat with someone recently because, as you know, some of the mental theft stuff it may be getting sponsored, um, yeah. and we may therefore be promoting certain companies on it. Um, and, yeah, one of them said to me, oh, we'll have to get you to sign an NDA. And I was like, you know, that kind of kills the sponsorship idea, right? Yeah. So be careful what your NDA says and because it does depend what it says to what people will do. Yeah. And so, yeah. but then the um, the other thing I would say with the NDA is, if the NDA is that important to you, it needs to be the first thing you send out. Because <laughs> there's no point sending out an NDA to someone who's already had five months talking about it to everyone. Yeah, what we're going to do is we're going to send an NDA to the bloke who steals stuff for a living after we've told him all the stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the man who speaks publicly for a living. Um, good luck. Yeah. Um, there are NDAs that I've signed that have said I'm not allowed to mention company names. Yeah. I am, however, allowed to tell people what their logos look like. <laughs> okay. Um, but anyway... On to this week's show. We've had a great week here. Jesse's even been to a wedding for himself and done yeah. a load of, meeting loads of brides and grooms as well. Yeah. We like that. We like that. Um, fingers crossed this is our world getting a bit more back to normal. Uh, on that point, that means that I am allowed out. Jesse's allowed out. If you'd like to hire either of us for doing photography stuff, I can do photography. Jesse can do the magic. Let's just change it up a bit. <laughs> you may have some disappointments. There will be a lot of disappointments. Yeah. Yes. The only thing I could make it disappear quickly is food, really. <laughs> Mate, my wife does this amazing trick where she can turn money into shoes. Wow. That is impressive. It is. It is. Uh, By the way, if she hears this, I know that's a lie. You care about shoes as little as I do. Yeah, I know. I, was I, I, I did think that when you said it, it doesn't sound right. I mean, a better, better gag would be uh, my wife manages to turn a very small NHS pay into... Uh, Amazon having billions of profit every year. Actually, yeah, I did. I, we had a ch- we had a little chat the other day because I was home for a day, and there was a lot of parcels appeared that day. <laughs> thankfully, she loves books that only cost like pence. And anyway, yeah. mind you, now but now that we're considering moving, oh my word, those books are getting in the way. Um, yeah, right. That's enough about us and our jabbering on for no reason yeah awesome this week's show is a gentleman called sam griffiths and i'll be honest with you i say this in the interview he's nuts <laughs> uh, he's, yeah he is nuts. last <laughs> show when we said who was coming up i said he's nuts every i haven't even met the bloke face to face yet i'm sure he could beat the life out of me but he's he's nuts there is something not right yeah, but he's, he seemed he also seems too nice to beat the life out of you but what i would say is remember the conversation that started the show as me and paulie were moaning we're tired because we had to stand still for a day or two yep yep exhibition stand work nothing like what this dude's gonna do jesse be honest right without telling anyone what he's gonna do yet when we did that interview, how inadequate did you feel? Well, you know how much I struggled when I did that charity walk. Yeah. 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 And for those of you who are interested, I went out today and played badminton. So you'll hear a bit in the interview in a minute. 
I've still got this. <laughs> this is working. Um, I, I think we're ready, Jesse. Should we go to an advert and then go into the Sam show? Newton's Nuggets. Ladies and gents, thank you so much for listening to Newton's Nuggets. And to all of those people that have already been on Patreon, thank you, thank you, thank you. Seriously, the supporters of Patreon are helping us keep this show going and, you know, helping me pay the electric bills, which means I can still record the show. If you want to find our Patreon page, it's as easy as www.patreon.com forward slash Newton's Nuggets. That's www.patreon.com forward slash Newton's Nuggets. And there's some gifts on there. There's some presents on there. And some people get T-shirts. Thank you so much. And back to the show. Newton's Nuggets. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Now, I've already warned you in the intro. We've had, we've got Sam here. We've given you a little hint about what he's here for. I'll be honest. We've just been in the green room. We haven't recorded this bit, but I've already decided that Sam Griffiths is absolutely nuts. Okay, I like him, but he's nuts. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Sam. Sam, say hello to everyone for me. Hello, everyone. I love that. You you did that perfectly, like we've only got two listeners in the whole world, which is actually pretty much what we've got, okay? Um, so you did that perfect. Sam, the first question that I warned you about is going to be, who are you and why should people listen to me and you chat for about half an hour? Oh, I'd say if you want to feel physically and mentally fitter without getting up at 5am, without meditating like the Dalai Lama, without living on a diet of rabbit food and water, then you could listen to me. I don't think we need any more. I'm buying already. How much is it, Sam? I'll just... It's $1 million. A mil... I'll, I'll go find it. I've just got to go do over a bank or two. We'll be all right. And do you know what? Somebody will... Like still yeah. Someone will take that little sound on now and go, see, we told you he's dodgy. He's going to go do over a bank. So, Sam, how did you get into this then? Because there's a few reasons that I wanted to chat with you. Um, one of them was Jay gave you a great recommendation jay yeah jay Onward said that you are brilliant and lovely and i should talk with you um i had a look at your account and we've got far too many shared connections that was just ridiculous when i had a look at you on linkedin um and then i was looking around at your linkedin profile a bit and some of the things that came out to me was the stuff about mental health the stuff about you do want to help people with fitness but you also want to stop them burning out and there was, and I forget exactly what you said on your on your banner on your LinkedIn profile, but it was along the lines of, yeah, you work out, you might work really, really hard, but that could be to the detriment of your own health. I said, uh, what if your winning mindset is a losing mindset for your health? Oh, see, I like that because that's kind of what we're all about. We don't want the people who want to buy a Learjet. We don't want the people who are driving a Bugatti and saying that's what success is. Actually, we want to talk to the people who understand there's a, there's a balance here and we want a lovely lifestyle. We want a nice, happy family. And if you're running your own business, make sure you've got enough money to be okay. That's pretty much it for most of the nuggeteers out there. So how did you get into this, mate? Well, I started in... Um... Well, I'll tell you what, I had, a, I had a small business. I used to have a small business about 10 years ago. I was uh, 
it was a photography business, so totally unrelated um, yeah. to a franchise um, with my dad, or my dad helped me buy into a franchise. Built that up over about two, two and a half years. Um, pretty successful, went into six figures. Um, and then I just crashed and burned um, and had this huge nervous breakdown, uh, which was like the third like the third major incident, shall we say, um, in my life up to that point. And um, so I went through a period of recovery and then I um, pivoted because that's the word of the pandemic. I, um, oh, mate, I'm getting fed up with that word, but I can, there's sometimes when you just go, oh, it fits. It fits. Yeah. yeah. So you you pivoted. Yeah, I just went into, I decided I wanted to go into the health and fitness industry, didn't kind of really know what that was going to look like yet, but found a couple of mentors and, and kind of, you know, that was the road. And uh, we're here kind of nine years later, so. Mate, it's, why do we do that to ourselves? Now, you've just explained that you you crashed and burned. You, you had your burnout and that made you realise it was time to change. It kind of bothers me that we've got so many businesses, especially in the UK, you've got so many small, medium businesses that put everything on the line and don't realise how bad an effect it's having on them. Yeah, they, um, it's a, a reactive mindset, isn't it? Getting caught, like it's like, a, I guess, it, a, a version of getting caught rabbit in headlights. Yeah, yeah, that's a great way to describe it, because I meet so many people who, who literally seem to think they have to keep running that hamster wheel, because if they do take a break, if they do take a holiday, if they do slow down a bit, the wheels are going to fall off. And it's just, it's not true. Yeah, I think um, that's, uh, going back to what I said in my banner, that's kind of what I'm saying is actually you need, um, you need two different mindsets. You need minimum and maximum. I say minimum, not maximum. Um, minimum is the way that you look after yourself internally and maximum is those, those goals you set, of, you know, they balance, them all, they balance themselves out. Um, and the way in which you look after yourself and that view of you know, your behaviours, your daily behaviours and habits, things like that, is a very different kind of mentality to yeah. uh, you know those external um, business goals, for example, that that you're pursuing, they, they need to be viewed in, in a different way, um, and the way in which you pursue them. Um, so those people that are very driven, very ambitious, you know, kind of I call them hustle porn stars, or, or the people that promote that that culture, I call them hustle porn stars, promote that way of thinking. Um, if you apply that to to yourself, like your health and your happiness, it's generally a, a recipe for disaster eventually but do you know what i've um so recently uh, me and jesse had close to an argument uh which which is kind of weird for us but it was around the fact that i need more downtime and and we did i set something up and i've set up a, a a calendar appointment thing that helps me a lot and it means that i can block out where people can and can't see me and can and can't have zoom chats with me and i blocked out fridays there's downtime, time for me and my wife. We can go do something while Littland's at school. We do something, just the two of us. And, and, and it's worked really well. And then Friday just gone. Um, to all the listeners, I think we're working about six weeks ahead. So maybe six weeks ago, I was in trouble with Jesse because I booked in a load of meetings on that Friday, um, which at the time, because I'd gone into, do you know what? I'd gone into almost that fight or flight response again, and I needed to build some things and some some stuff that was meant to come in didn't. And I went into panic mode and just started doing the got to fight, got to fight, got to fight. 
and I put in loads of meetings and looking back on it, I'm like, I didn't really gain anything from that anyway. I, I just pushed myself even further and, and there was no reason behind it. But what bothers me now is I can still easily fall back into that mindset of got to work my backside off, even though this just might be wheel spinning and not actually getting me any further. So, um, so yeah, I think by the end of this, you might have a new client, mate. Well, there's a few things around that with um, kind of like, I guess, setting your own limits about the amount of meetings that you have. Like I, I have, um, and you know, you develop the stuff over time because of self-awareness and other things. Um, but I have an amount of like coaching calls or Zoom meetings I'll have in a day, which is four. So it's my maximum. Um, and then I'll have a maximum over the whole week as well. So if, if I'm at my maximum and someone says, oh, hey, can we do this day? This, and, I, and I'm at that limit that I've decided, then my answer to them is, oh, it's not available. And obviously we go into the weekend, the week after, or a week after that, whatever. But I've kind of got these, um, these self-limits that I've developed, um, as well as, um, like you said, that downtime. I call them untouchable days. So I've blocked out in my calendar uh, every single, I'd say every single week, but sort of three or four times a month, I have a whole day which is blocked out as untouchable. And I don't allow any um, client facing or people facing um, meetings or Zoom calls, whether face to face or, or in person, because um, I'm quite introverted. So I need to sort of protect that energy around other people. And uh, that allows me to kind of feel a bit more renewed. I'm still working. Um, at my laptop or in a coffee shop or something like that but I'm not doing the face-to-face bit which for me is an introverted person doesn't give me energy it takes it away um, if you're the opposite if you're a very extroverted person then the way in which you construct like construct your work structure might look need to look different you might you need people right to, to give you energy um, yeah yeah and uh, so, so I think I'm an extrovert I think I'm I'm going to hide my, but my wife is an introvert and she loves, she loves just knowing where me and my daughter are. And she knows that's her little bubble and she likes to protect it. And that's what we, and, and to be honest with you, the whole lockdown thing was, was an absolute godsend for her because she was like, I know where everyone is. I know, I know we can keep this safe. I can do that. And then you got me sitting there in a rocking chair going, Oh my word, I haven't seen people. It's going on. This is going, what's going on? Um, but yeah, what you've just said about it takes energy away from you, I see that in her sometimes. And it could we could be with people that she loves to bits, but it's still people. And then on the flip side, you've got me going, I'm going to jump on stage with 2,000 people in the audience because this is fun, right? It's just weird, mate. So how on earth does an introvert motivate people to become healthier? Right. That word healthy as well, I kind of, um, it's how you frame things, isn't it? But I think about energy um, for doing the things that you want to do. So as an introvert, if I look at that it, through this filter of energy and that too much kind of face-to-face stuff drains my energy, then I'm putting in strategies to, to make that best for me versus that would look very different for an extrovert. So I kind of look at, you know, how do things generate energy in me day to day, week to week, month to month? Um, with goals and motivation and what I'm eating and exercise, all those kind of things. But I kind of look through this filter of generating energy. Um, nice. It just changes it from um, the view of is something healthy or not. Sometimes that even that 
framing it like that sometimes isn't very helpful because I could sit, you know, on a Friday and have a whiskey with a, you know, with a friend and having that social connection with that person is what I needed at that time. So that's healthy. But if you look at it and go, well, you sat there drinking whiskey, that's not healthy. You know, it's not quite, not the, quite the same. Um, gotcha. Right. Okay. One of my buddies, he is highly healthy, really looks after himself. I'm really proud of how well he's done. I'm not going to say his name because it'll embarrass the life out of him. But I was talking with him about how much water I should drink and how much liquid I should drink. And he's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because he knows that I hate just the taste of water on its own. And he was explaining to me, he's like, look, Paul, if you're going to drink carbonated drinks, if you're going to drink, you know, a Diet Coke or something, you're better off having a decent amount of liquid in your body than you are about drinking water, only drinking a litre of it, hating it, and then not drinking enough because you hated it. And I was like, I really and even yeah, yeah because having the right amount of liquid in your body will help your body regenerate do this do that do the other and it's kind of similar i like that okay so let's say for example you know just helping the listeners here completely okay let's just say for example that that my listeners were i don't know a magician um and most of their work is is they travel in cars to places and then they set up at the place and they might do a show for a night or something. And the rest of their work is a lot of, you know, in front of a computer doing Zoom chats and maybe recording them. Um, but if, they, if they've got a lifestyle where they know there's not much exercise going on, how would Sam start working with them? So I always work on the basis of time. So sometimes I work with a lot of busy people. Um, so my question is, do you have 15 minutes twice a week? For you, yes. Great. I said, rather than trying to pick the perfect amount of exercise or activity in their view of how they've, they, they've put it together in their mind, I'd say, well, have you got 15 minutes twice a week? If the answer is yes, it's always yes, because who doesn't have 15 minutes? So well, we'll put together the most effective and enjoyable thing for you in that 15 minutes twice a week. And we'll just do that for four weeks. Okay. And then at the end of four weeks, you've you've got some momentum, you've done something twice a week, um, you've moved your body, it feels good. Then maybe we make that 20 minutes or 30 minutes twice a week, or maybe we make it 15 minutes three times a week, but you get the choice. Um, and, And so on and so forth goes on with this growing of time. So like planting seeds of time. And then all you're really doing is working within that, that time frame of what I know what is effective and enjoyable for that person through conversation and, and allow them to lead it with their pace. Um, and I've done this so many times. You know, I can't tell you where taking someone from totally inactive to a year later, they're exercising five times a week for half an hour without any accountability to me enjoying it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I've just taken them through, you know, I call it minimum. So like, what's your minimum? That 50 minutes twice a week, so that's your minimum. That's the no mental energy required whatsoever. You can do 15 minutes. So that's what we work with. And then as you build consistency in that, your minimum will change, your baseline will grow. So now your baseline is 20 minutes or 30 minutes. Does that make sense? Yeah. I talk about this building your minimum um, in the same way I could run five kilometers and you could run five kilometers at an easy pace. 
yeah, are minimum. But your minimum and my minimum might look very different based on our history and our experience and our consistency. But they're still both our minimum. See, my 5K might currently look like a tortoise speed. <laughs> um, I have a funny feeling that you'll be coming back and helping me finish my 5K. Um, but I like what you said. If you, I mean, who can really answer no to that? Who can really turn around to you and go, I don't have 15 minutes twice a week. I can't do that. Exactly. But it's always with the understanding of that person that, look, this is going to grow. Yeah. You're the person that's going to grow it. Not me. It's not my pace. It's your pace. And, the, and then knowing it's going to grow. But what you've done is, like you said perfectly, you're sowing that seed. You've just got me to agree to do two lots of 15 minutes of th- something I love doing. So in four weeks' time, why wouldn't I go, yeah, I want to do some more? Exactly. I like that. And it's also our view of how we, we, uh, we see certain things. So, for example, I'll take running, for example, because that's something that uh, you know, a lot of people dislike or they, they keep going back to even though they don't enjoy, etc. Um, a lot of people do something like couch to 5k which is kind of like walk run type program right it's quite well known um, yeah. and the goal is always to get to continuous running um, and my argument with people was like well why do you have to get to the point of running continuously and then always run continuously so I, and I'll, I'll, I'll frame that for myself as in i'm a very fit individual i run regularly um, but i'll still do uh two minutes on two minutes off um, intervals on a Sunday and, and maybe go out for 50 minutes but I'll, I'll run for two minutes and then I'll walk for two minutes and I'll run for two minutes I'll walk for two minutes and that process to me gets me out allows me to enjoy the period where I'm running like that two minutes I'm running really well I feel like I'm running well and then I just walk it off and then I just repeat that pattern over and over again which might be more enjoyable than running straight 50 minutes I, I can run for 50 minutes continuously doesn't mean I have to. Yeah. And, and with exact, exactly what you said, if your program is more about enjoyment and doing it because you love it, then you're going to keep doing that for longer, aren't you? Exactly. Oh, that's it. I've got to go book the badminton court again. I, sorry. I love playing badminton. I really do. I absolutely love it. And then in December, I got COVID and it wiped me out. I mean, I couldn't, we, we, I couldn't even get out of bed for some days. It was ridiculous. Um, and since that, I haven't been able to breathe as well as I used to be able to. Yeah. But I literally turned around to my wife today and went, I can breathe. I can breathe like me. This is really nice. I can take a full in deep breath. So I'm now thinking... Maybe I shouldn't start giving the excuse of I can't do badminton because of that. And maybe I should just book a court again and start doing that once. Yeah. And, you know, if you really enjoy something, you get into a, you know, I don't talk about flow states. You probably know what I mean by flow state, but a flow state is anything that you really enjoy that has a technical element to it. So badminton would be a perfect example of that if you really like um badminton and um and then you can look at things like that is it's kind of like your linchpin so if you wanted to add in more exercise more kind of traditional forms of exercise you would relate that to your badminton so i'm doing badminton twice a week um which i really enjoy and then another two times a week i'm doing some exercise which i know 
links to and will make me better at badminton. Therefore, I'm happy doing this other form of exercise because it links to the thing that I enjoy. But without the thing that you enjoy, without the badminton, it just sits there in the ether. It's like, well, why am I doing this thing? But if you're doing it for badminton, um, then it could work right. Sam, you're good, right? You're good. I do stuff with the mind, okay? And I mess with people's heads for a living, right? You're good. Because in literally about two minutes, I've gone from saying I'm going to play badminton once a week, you've upped it to twice a week, and you've started adding extra exercise in there to help with the badminton. I'm impressed, mate. Because as soon as you said it, I'm like, yeah, twice a week sounds fun. Yeah, yeah, it does. Jesse, I'm in trouble. I'm seriously in trouble. We can. We have to make sure my wife doesn't listen to this one, my daughter doesn't listen to this one, because I'm going to end up playing badminton like five times a week. This is... I like this, Sam. And, right, first of all, asking you a blatant question, where can people get hold of you? Where's the best place for them to find you so that if they do want to work with you in some way, they can? The best place to find me is on LinkedIn. Okay, right. So if you know me on LinkedIn, me and Sam are connected. So he'll be in that list somewhere connected to me if you need it. If you can't find him at all, please just pop me a message and I'll, I'll make sure there's a link for you. And you'll know what Jesse's like. He's going to put a link up anyway and make sure you can find him. Right. I need to explain something to everyone that's listening now. And that is that when we started this interview just now, I told you all that Sam was nuts. Um, and I, I fully stand by this. Because Sam, he's already explained that, you know, mental health is a worry and he wants to help people get better and better. And he doesn't want people to push themselves too much and, and hate everything. And, and, then, and then he drops into the conversation that he's doing a charity thing uh, in October, isn't it, Sam? Yeah, mid-October, yeah, that's right. Mid-October, right. And even that bit, ladies and gents, it's kind of a lie. It's not just October because he has to do a few things before then. So Sam... Can you tell us the charity stuff that you're up to, please? Yeah, I'm um, doing something I'm calling Unnatural to Ultra. Um, and it finishes in mid-October and it's a 100-mile foot race. A 100 miles? Yeah, 100 miles in hopefully one day. I, I'll be honest, mate. I, if I took that on, I'd hope it took 100 days at the moment. Um and then to be allowed to do that 100 miles, what do you have to do before that, Sam? Well, first, for you know, health and safety, to be able to do that 100 miles, you, you have to have completed a 50-mile ultra um, distance in the previous three years. So I'm planning on doing that in, in July, in the summer. Right, uh, so that's, that's July now. July, you're now doing a 50-mile. Yeah, but of course... Okay. For health and safety reasons, they won't let me do that either without running a marathon. And I've never run a marathon, so I'm doing that in April in Southampton. So, ladies and gents, you lot know me well enough to know that gee, even just the thought of running a marathon is ridiculous. That's just, it's just not happening for Paulie, okay? And this guy's not just doing a marathon. He's doing 100 miles in October. Then, you know, the health and safety gurus say to be allowed to do that, he has to do 50 miles in July. And then to be allowed to do that, you know, because health and safety and all that, he has to do a marathon before that. And you're doing that in April. That's right. If anyone wants to argue with me whether Sam is nuts or not, you feel free, but I'm right. Okay. Sam, <laughs> that's amazing, mate. Who are you doing that for? Who are you going to support with that? Uh, I'm doing that for a charity called STEM4. And they support teenage mental health. Oh, 
okay um I, I think mental health is a massively important thing i think it's been overlooked for far too long i think as a country we have still have an issue talking about um and i also think if we could help kids and teenagers with their mental health and become well well-rounded nice adults what a massive difference that could make to this world so so thank you mate that is amazing um when are you setting up the just giving are you using just giving first i am just using just giving and uh well if this is in six weeks time i would have set it up six weeks ago so i'm launching it tomorrow on the first of february <laughs> so, so as we're listening to this ladies and gents it is already launched so what i'm gonna say my target what is your target my target is going to be a thousand pound thousand ladies and gents did you lot hear that his target is a thousand pound now i know we always say we've only got two listeners that's 500 quid each (laughs) right we got this okay um but seriously if anyone would i know what jesse's like he's going to find the link for it by then and he'll make sure it's on this podcast but please, if you do, if you do put anything in there, just say you're a nuggeteer, and I'm sure Sam will give you a wave in one of the videos or something like that. Because honestly, I think what you're doing, mate, is absolutely brilliant. I'll say it again, you're nuts, but it's absolutely brilliant. Okay, um, where are you based? Just in case, because we do get listeners talking to us from all over the world. How can people work with you if they're not down the road from you? Well, I'm based in Southampton, but I work remotely, so I can work with anyone. So it's almost the perfect way for an introvert to work, because once you do shut down, you're in your own space. Well, you know, you know what? That's uh, November 2020. I kind of made that decision to have a remote business. I said, well, what do I want in the next sort of three to five years? How do I want to work? And that, you know, that's the lucky thing about owning a business, isn't it? that's different from being employed there's a certain amount of freedom in terms of well how, how do you want to work so i've slowly worked out how to work best for me and uh yeah proud of you mate well done and and for me if somebody's booking my appointments um for most appointments you can't get me during school run time i think why not at the end of the day i'm the dad and that comes foremost if I want to be there to pick up my daughter or take her to school or anything like that, I can be. Um, I agree with that. You know, I, I don't take any um, client appointments before 10 o'clock and I don't tend to take them after four. Um, sometimes I do for, you know, like a long-term client if we can't fit something or, or something like that. But otherwise, that, that time, especially like the morning time for me, is like, that's when I have my most, um, like the most willpower, most sort of creativity, things like that. So I want to do things in the morning that are for me. Um, and I remember, uh, you know, I used to go to networking early in the morning, things like that, years ago. And I thought, well, no, I don't need to do that anymore. No, no, it's your choice now. And and I'm rubbish at doing early morning anyway, because I, I swear it's because I'm an entertainer and I've been used to working late nights for so long and enjoying what I do. That my word, trying to get me to put a sentence together at the early morning, it's just not going to happen. Um, Okay, something I do want to ask you before I go on to the last question, which which I love. Um, so you said earlier that you wouldn't have people eating rabbit food. And, and I'll be blatant with you, mate. Food is my absolute downfall. I love so many different types of food. And unfortunately, they're normally the ones that are really bad for me and have loads of sauces all over them. 
So what kind of stuff would we be eating? Would you even look at that plan or would you want me to be working on the exercise? It's, it's the person's choice, to be honest. It's, um, I find that with, um, you know, more often with men, um, if you get them being more physically active, they tend to start sharpening up the way they're eating without any kind of input. And then you can make changes later on. Um, and often for women, it's the other way around. They start to improve the way they're eating and then they start to do a bit more exercise. There's a real generalisation there that's just something I notice. Mate, you know I'm going to get complaints about that, right? <laughs> you know I'm going to have some people going, it's the other way around for me, therefore I am right and he is wrong. I'll be like, yeah, he said, he said in a lot of the cases. He didn't say every single time. In general, in general. Um, yeah. well, first thing, uh, no food should be restricted. Literally, there should be no food restricted whatsoever. Me and Jesse are in. We're back. We are well, sorry. And and right. There are certain kebabs as an example. Okay. I I love kebabs, and there's so many different types of kebabs, they're just amazing. But there are some that you have that are that are really greasy, really fatty, loads of sauces on them that you know are rottenly bad for you. And then on the flip side. If you have a nice uh, chicken kebab, you, you can have good breast of chicken as the meat. You can have a load of vegetables in there and they are just as stunning. And you're right, because the last time that I got really into my exercise, I switched to those options and I didn't, uh, I don't uh, I want to word this right. I didn't feel like I was missing out. Your choice. Yeah. Because I really wanted to do a certain something, my brain went, well, don't eat that then. Eat that and still really enjoy it anyway. Huh. There we go, ladies and gents, poorly diet. Um, you can book in now for $24.99 a month. <laughs> Mate, if anyone books into that, they're stupid. They're stupid. <laughs> right. I'm now going to ask you my last question. And I, this is my favourite question, and I think you know why. Um, but I started this show, called it Newton's Nuggets, and it was literally just me pointing a camera at myself and trying to offer a nugget of information to help people, okay? And now whenever I have a guest on, I ask them exactly the same thing. So I'm going to ask you, what's your nugget of information that you want every listener to walk away with? Is this we putting this into a minute soundbite? Oh, oh, oh <laughs> we're not as strict as that. You've met me and Jesse. We don't care. However long you want me. Well, one of the things I was, uh, I gave a webinar uh, about two weeks ago and it was on motivation um, and it was explaining motivation and how it works. Um, and one of the things I said that motivation is not magical, um, it's mechanical. Um, it has a process and it has parts. Um, and if you develop an understanding about those different parts of motivation and how they work and how they fit into each other and then how they relate to your goals, you can start to gear those to generate energy, generate motivation for yourself that's perpetual. Um, and that relates to that, you know, that big goal that we're talking about with me doing that charity run. That's me generating energy for myself. So it's not completely selfless. I wanted to do it for, you know, for good reasons. I wanted to do it for charity. I want to do stuff that, that matters for me, mental health. But also it's something that will generate energy in me throughout the whole year it will resolve lots of other things like oh should i go to sleep a bit earlier well yes i need to because such and such 
Um, do I want to eat that third helping of ice cream? No, two is enough because such and such, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a way um, for me to sharpen up my decisions by picking a goal that is meaningful enough for me, big enough for me, that it will change my behavior whilst also making me feel really good. Nice. I like that because of that one big goal, that one thing that you're aiming at, all of the littler choices almost stop becoming choices. You're just like, I know what I'm doing. I know where I'm going. So this is the right way. Oh, yeah. it nearly went Star Wars Mandalorian then. This well, is the way. Kind of, sometimes I look at, you look at something and, and we get this attitude that everything should be hard. Um, and, you know, that's a hard goal in terms of like the outcome of that, you know, running that. That's, that's hard, right? But um, the process to it doesn't have to be hard. Um, and making those smaller decisions doesn't have to be hard because they're linked to that goal. So I kind of look at things and go, well, how can I make this easier? Nice. I like that, mate. Thank you so much. Right, ladies and gents, uh, we're now going to go to the bit where we have a quick advert. And then it's me and Jesse talking about Sam behind his back. And he doesn't know what we're going to say about him until he actually listens to the podcast. So, Sam, do you want to say goodbye to everyone? Goodbye, everyone. Yay, that's to all two listeners out there. That's to all of you. Ladies and gents, goodbye, and we'll see you in a minute. Ladies and gents, thank you so much for listening to Newton's Nuggets. And to all of those people that have already been on Patreon, thank you, thank you, thank you. Seriously, the supporters of Patreon are helping us keep this show going and, you know, helping me pay the electric bills, which means I can still record the show. If you want to find our Patreon page, it's as easy as www.patreon.com forward slash Newton's Nuggets. That's www.patreon.com patreon.com forward slash newton's nuggets and there's some gifts on there there's some presents on there and some people get t-shirts thank you so much and back to the show everyone welcome back right see told you he's nuts he's a special kind of nut now he's he is nuts and he's doing something very good for a very good reason i've looked at the charity that he's doing that for um but still that doesn't change the fact that he's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Uh, Jesse, he's doing a marathon that will then be followed by a 50-mile run Yeah, yeah that the, then gets followed by a 100-mile run. The, the marathon is the warm-up. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you now, when I walked a marathon, it was a long way, and my, my feet took six months to recover. And you walked? Yeah. Well, he's kind of got to run because he's trying to do it all in a day and 100 miles in a day need to run. Yeah, he's going to need to run. Yeah. In my case, I need um, to So run. the links to the charity STEM4 will, are in the description to the podcast. Yeah. The link to uh, the Just Giving page uh, has now been released. So that's uh, justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash unnatural to ultra, which is a number two uh so uh but the link again is in the description so please 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 if you've got some spare cash whether it's a fiver or 50 quid or 100 quid um please go and donate it's an incredible thing that he's doing loads of i know there were nuggeteers that 
donated to me when I did my charity walk and we'd only just started doing nuggets at this point. So there's there's an awful lot more for (coughs) of you. Sorry, there's 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 four people. Four people now, yeah. Um obviously listening to this show, so hopefully there'll be a few more people that might be able to go and help out. Um so just go to the just giving page. Now one request we have partly just because it this was a jesse idea and i like this idea it partly because it shows um sam that people from who listen to nuggets are coming along it shows sam that we're supporting him um please you know when you go to just giving you can basically write a good luck and well done blah 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 and a little note at the end of it whatever you write please can you write hashtag nuggeteer yeah um and do you know so, what? If you can get that anything nuggety, you'll get it. But he'll get the it. Hashtag nuggeteer. Just it, that just works in our head. That'd be awesome. Absolutely. And and Sam's great as well. Like uh, there's a, a link in the description about uh, that takes you to his uh, LinkedIn page. Um, do you know what? I really love his style because he's all about. Like I'm an engineer, uh, by training i guess is the right word mm-hmm. um and that basically means that i like um doing the minimum you know ma- people who like maths and science and engineering are good at it because they like being able to be clever to do the bare minimum and what i love about the way sam looks at things with a with regard to being success and winning and all of those sorts of things. It's about achieving the minimum, not maxing yourself out. But how much, you know, you don't, you don't have to talking about 10 Xing your efforts. No, I I was laughing the other day. I I was laughing the other day because I was watching a video of the rock who was going on about getting up at four o'clock in the morning and I'll have done a better workout than you by the time you've got up and all of these sorts of things. And I was thinking, yeah, most people don't want to do that though. (laughs) You have to be a certain type of person to want to do that. And, and you know what, even some of the things we chatted about when we weren't in the interview as well, and some of the hints and tips that he was giving me while we did do the interview as well, even those mate, it, it's, it has helped because I'm doing badminton more and I'm I'm doing more sport and I'm having fun with my family while we do it. Yeah. Um, and as you know, Jesse, you get invited along to those things as well. Um, and for those of you who are interested, yes, my daughter is kicking my backside even more at badminton now. She's getting better and better. And mate, playing her today, she was doing some amazing shots. Yeah, um, but it just works. And there's something. Right, something that I saw on Sam's LinkedIn profile as well, because he's got a lovely profile picture with a black background and a bit of text in writing. And it's along the lines of, what if that winning mindset in business turns out to be your losing mindset for your health? Yeah. And and do you know what? That reminded me of the things that Brad Burton was talking about. Yeah. What's the point in having a massively successful business if you collapse tomorrow because you didn't look after yourself? Well, this is where I liked where I was thinking about what The Rock was saying. Yeah. And I think some people, like him, thrive off of that sort of thing. The likelihood is, if you're listening to this show now, or you do anything to do with, you're in a small business, um, which is our main audience, 
um, you're not the rock and you've got different mindset to him and now Paul and I have these discussions a lot because we, me, and, me and Paul get on very well but we're very different in how we approach things yeah. and one of the things we've learned very quickly with working with each other is there's no point in me trying to get Paul to do something continuously outside of his comfort zone I could get him mate, to you, do it mate, honestly you could have just stopped with there's no point with me asking Paul to do something <laughs> that's true <laughs> but the reality is if we need to do something out of Paul's comfort zone and we're going to do it in the next hour we could sit and do it yeah it'll probably take us two hours because we'll procrastinate okay, but... I'm just going to check the time we started recording this easy five minutes <laughs> nobody oh, yeah. needs to know um, so the, the the reality is is that there's no point trying to kill yourself to get up at four o'clock in the morning and beat everyone else if you're not that sort of person. And yeah. and there's a reason why entertainers are entertainers doing late nights and late mornings. It's because I'm rubbish at being a waiter. No? <laughs> no? Okay. Uh, do you know what? I was... Uh... I was reminded on my way to this recording, carrying two cups of coffee, that I uh, listened to some science podcasts the other day and they were talking about um, people around about six foot two, which is how tall I am. Um, There's physics to show why people who are around about six foot two are perfectly the wrong height for carrying drinks because there's some sort of inbuilt resonance with the length of your body and the length of your arms that basically means that you're gonna spill your drink <laughs> and uh as i brought my two coffees here i went ah beep <laughs> <laughs> there it goes <laughs> my, my patio is rather caffeinated <laughs> now your dog's out there going Ooh, coffee because <laughs> she needs she needs a caffeine <clears throat> on my word i love your dog to bits but i wish she was like the size of a chihuahua um <laughs> And then, right, back to Sam's show. Yes. The nugget that he gave, I really liked his nugget. And I'm going to probably paulify this because I wrote it down in my own version of notes. But basically, one big goal actually equals lots of little choices along the way. Yes. I love that. I, and actually, it was very reminiscent of uh, what Cross was talking about when he was here, about having that goal and looking at the steps along the way that you need to get there. Yeah, um, I've had those discussions over the last couple of days with other people that I've been doing work with, um, and actually, those knowing what those steps are is actually quite important sometimes. But steps are massively important, and um, so, so on this, I've I've recently had people asking me how they can become a speaker that that gets paid well to be at massive gigs, and you know how did I get there so quickly? And it's like you think that was quickly yeah but it's well, interesting yeah. isn't it because um uh, i've had this conversation a couple of times recently so anybody who's listened from the early days of nuggets will know that i sometimes have not always but i sometimes have issues with uh people going on expensive training courses to learn a specific method on how to make your business a success yeah yeah and the reality is, even if you do those, the likelihood of it being a success in six months 
doing that method is pretty low. Yeah. That's not to say you can't, a lot of these things you can make work if you're the right mindset already and blah, 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 and you've got all these other things in place and you work really hard, but that doesn't necessarily, a lot of the people who are the, the gold standard examples of success for a lot of these different training methods, and there's a lot of them out there, they didn't do it the first time they did it four or five years later having started way back when you know and you're talking four or five years before you're starting to make decent money and then very quickly you can be making very big money but i very i never trust anything that says oh yeah you know in in six months time you could be a millionaire through doing this and it's like yeah i don't think anybody's ever managed to do that <laughs> do you know what the only way i think you can become a millionaire that quickly is if you flukely win the lottery I just don't. And then, so I do have, like I said, I have people saying, oh, but you you got to the speaking thing so quickly. It's like, you know, this whole mental theft thing started nearly four years ago, right? Yeah. And you were already doing speaking at the time. I was already a speaker. I was already speaking on certain subjects. I hadn't, I hadn't honed it, laser focused it to the mental theft stuff. I was already known as an entertainer who could walk on stage easily. So I'm not being funny, but this has been about 15 years. Yeah. Really? Um, and yeah, and then get other people who think that I'm going to give them some pearl of wisdom that will mean tomorrow you're a speaker and you're paid 25 bazillion pounds per show. The, yeah. There's an awful lot of, and it's difficult because I think part of the reason why there's this big rush to this high level of success that everybody wants is because there's so many people moving you know lockdown has been a massive thing for people moving away from uh employment to being a self-employed person and then and weirdly then... it's also done it the other way for a load of entertainers yeah who i know that have gone from being self-employed entertainers to really enjoying doing uh, i'm going to take one example not say who he is but really enjoying being a van driver yeah and and he loves it and he's like paul i don't have to chase for gigs i don't have to worry about if money's coming in in two months i know exactly what i'm getting paid and what hours i'm doing for it mm -hmm. so apart from the handful of people who have done something fairly new and it is a handful of guests that we've had that have been fairly new or trying something new even even if you take someone like um chris dawes who the public speaking bit was relatively new for him when he was Yep. he was here and he's building that but he's building that on top of already having a successful business but the successful businesses for all the people that we've had on the show have taken them years you don't just turn around and go okay well why haven't i managed to make this a massive thing in six months it just doesn't work like that really yeah if it was that easy me and you would currently be drinking pina coladas on a beach do you know what i've never had a pina colada but i think we should try it just for this oh, i love a pina colada I'll try one then. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is one day we should do this show from a really skanky beach somewhere and go, look, we made it. <laughs> Success. Success. <laughs> beach. Um, uh, what was I going to say? The the thing that Sam talked about, about your own um, mental health indicators almost. Yeah. To keep a check on yourself and make sure that you're okay. I think that's genius. And then if you look at some of the stuff that STEM4 are doing, which is the charity that Sam's trying to help with his stupid challenge, because he's nuts, um, 
if, if you look at all of that, some of the stuff they're putting out in apps for those kids and those teenagers, brilliant and aligned with what he's doing so well. Um, on that, I want to say, good luck, Sam. Shout if you need us. It, uh, I mean, I'm, I can't do the run with you, but I'll, no. I'll be the cheerleader. Well, I, I, 100 miles is a long way, but I reckon I could drive it. See, I reckon uh, for him, I'd, I'd ride a motorbike. I'd happily do that. You wouldn't. You wouldn't be allowed. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a really good point. Hey, Mrs. Paulie, if you're listening, you're welcome. <laughs> hey, she's a bit close and she might have just waved around the corner at you. <laughs> See, this is her version of listening to the podcast. She gets to hear it before it actually goes out. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, I can do, I shall do we, the uh, on a motorbike. Shall we, shall we move on to Nuggeteer of the Week? Yeah, let's let's do Oh, actually, quick story before we go on. Okay. So, a uh, previous guest of ours, Maddie Alexander-Grout. Oh, yes, yes. She was at London XL doing another exhibition, and I didn't get over to see her because we were both so ridiculously busy. But she sent me a message after she finished her day one saying, oh, guy came up to me, told me he heard about me on your show and listened to our interview and has signed up with my VIP because of it. Whoop, whoop. We like that. The Newton's Nuggets marketing machine is working. It's working. Well, people are admitting to us. It's working. <laughs> we love this is a good point, actually. We don't we don't ask the sponsors afterwards if, what they have got from it, but it's lovely when somebody gets in touch and goes, "Can't believe I just had this conversation," and they pointed it out that it was due to Newton's Nuggets. So thank you very much, Maddie. That was amazing. I won't mention yeah. who the other person was because I don't know if that's right to do or not. Nah, nah. Leave it as a thank you, Maddie. There we go. Yeah. Um, yeah so that was all. That was just awesome. Now, we are now going to move on to the Nuggeteer of the Week. Yes. Yes, we are. And I'm going to look expectantly pa- at Jesse. Pa- Paul is looking expectantly at me for a very good reason. Because this was your call this week. <laughs> so, two weeks ago on the show, we had a, a very, very young, handsome magician, public speaker, podcaster, very good looking, very charming. I don't like and him it- anymore. And and his name was not. I was going to say his name wasn't Nuggety Nuggets. <laughs> his name wasn't Paul Newton. I've had not had enough sleep. His name wasn't Paul Newton. His name was Ricky Locke. Now, uh, now, hold on, shush for a second, right? Because I found I found some photos of me from back in my acting days when I was about Ricky Locke's age. Okay. Yeah, I've seen those photos. Have Have you seen the? The promo one. I've seen the promo shot. Oh yeah, the one I was... where like I'm trying to stand like a boxer or something. I, I've seen the promo shot where you told me that I absolutely, under no circumstance, could share it with anyone ever. So I'm looking forward to when that goes on the Patreon at some point. <laughs> yeah, that probably will appear on Patreon. All right, if you can, I tell you what, if you can get a decent shot of it, okay? Because um, I can't remember if I sent you the photo or not. I'm not sure if I showed no, you. Anything. You just you took a picture of the promo, right? Okay. If we can figure out how to put that picture up so it looks half decent, that means you know edit my face a lot, right? Um, but if we can put that picture up next to a picture of Ricky Locke, then let people see what you turn into after years of abuse to your body. There we go. That's 
<laughs> Mate. Anyway. I and I was like, actually, I was pretty. <laughs> anyway, talking of pretty, yeah. Ricky Locke is our Nuggeteer of the Reek. And it's for a really specific reason. Yeah, it is. And that's because uh, for those of you who listen to... Now, Paul, Paul has always really promoted the Apple podcast thing because Paul uses Apple. Granted, his Apple is from Adam and Eve. Um, it's that old. I've uh, this. Um, but those of you who listen on Spotify, the number one podcasting platform in the country, uh, such as myself, um, the um, <laughs> they've only just, which kind of went under the radar for most people, they've just introduced uh, ratings for uh, podcasts now this doesn't work on everyone's app i know this because we tried it on paul's typewriter of a mobile phone um and his app hasn't updated even though he's got the latest version of the app and the latest version of ios um but for some reason different I, i've seen this before with mobile rollouts that it happens at different speeds um, yeah. but i've got it and ricky is the person who showed us that you can now have ratings and he gave us a nice five star rating so when i go onto the um onto spotify and look at newton's nuggets there is a little five it says five star just underneath the description where it says business entertainment comedy apparently those are the subjects that we're under um <laughs> business laughable i'm assuming that's what that means <laughs> yep yep um uh, five stars. So I'll tell you what, I'll um I'll have a look on Mrs. Paulie's phone later if she lets me. And yeah. see if I can figure out if it's working on there as well. Well she has got a better phone than you, so Yeah, that's just wrong, isn't it? I even do jobs for big mobile phone companies. I should just steal one. <laughs> well you do, but the trouble is you keep giving them back. Actually, do you know what for us for nope, can't say that. Can't say that bit. Can <laughs> One company did a slight promotion while I was there, and I gave away six brand new phones. What I should have done is just put one in the pocket for me. Yes, you should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After I went, Paul, did you write down who you gave them to? No, you have met me before, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a magician. I can't write. Yeah, why would I write things down? I was busy having yeah. fun. <laughs> Paul, <laughs> Paul Newton, author of mental theft. <laughs> he writes for a living. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> right, so to, to, right, we've done way too much for this recording. We, uh, just, just, just what? a final, final remark for those who uh, listened to last week's show. Remember, there is a celebration in what will be three weeks' time now. Um, so oh, go and head over to. You heard the advert earlier. Go and go to the Patreon and uh, sign up to our Patreon and get involved with the show. And I'm going to say, if you think you should be Nuggeteer of the Week, ping us a message. Let me know why. Because you yeah. might have done something that we haven't actually spotted or you didn't tag us in. We don't know. Um, other than that, I think it's time to say, have a brilliant week, everyone. Love you all. And we will speak to you again in another week when I will probably get upset about Ricky Locke again. <laughs> that? Yeah. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, yeah. This is the bit where you start playing the music and it fades me out, isn't it? Do, 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 do. And we say goodbye and it fades in. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye.